This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The 11 to 1 show. Yes, this is 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Plenty of chat and great music on the way, like this from ABBA. Deeply, deeply saddened this morning by the news of Sinead O'Connor's death. I mean, oh, why does why does a really amazing people die young, you know? And it got me thinking about something from my past this morning that I hadn't thought about in years. And it was being in the schoolyard and hearing, ha ha, look at the stadium, ha ha, Sinead O'Connor. And I got this a lot when I cut my hair. Now, I cut it really short, not bald or a buzz cut. It was more of a very tight pixie crop cut, which really wasn't the norm at the time. And I was the only girl in school with my hair that short. And I often thought it was really bizarre that people would jeer at me calling me Sinead O'Connor. Like I would be upset by this. Idiots. What a privilege to be even recognised remotely in any sort of way as any kind of comparison to her. But the thing is, nothing compared to Sinead O'Connor. And it really is just such a tragedy that she's gone from us too soon. I do remember vaguely, like it's like a a blurred memory, because this is 1992, of her ripping up the picture of the Pope. I was too young to understand her motivations or the fallout from her actions at the time. But I knew that all the adults were angry with her. But she only gained more admiration for me to do something so brave as that, to anger all the adults. And a generation of other young people at the time who felt that her music was the soundtrack of their angst. And I always admired her outspoken nature and refusal to be put into any sort of a box, whether that be by the music industry or society in general. You know, she said things that made us uncomfortable. She sacrificed her career for what she believed in. She stood up for those without a voice and she always used hers whenever she could, not just in the music. And I read her biography, Rememberings, when it came out in 2021. And my love and admiration for her was only strengthened from reading this because, you know, you read about her troubled life, the ups and downs, but it's through her musings of her life. And it's kind of very conversational. And, you know, she'll talk about something and then she'll kind of drop a bit of a bombshell and then go on again kind of thing. And that 
it sort of it resonates with you how tough things were, not just in her childhood, but but throughout her life, really, in general. And, you know, that that huge fallout where people it ploughed over her CDs and things like that when she she did rip up the picture of the Pope. And, and that was like at the, the height of her stardom to do something like that, you know. But judging from the outpouring of, of love and sadness around the world at her passing, I hope that she knows that she will be missed and that she has left a hole that cannot be filled. I wanted to play something for you this morning um, and I want to thank Maggie Maguire for the suggestion actually because it is such a fantastic, fantastic song. It's from the album I'm Not Bossy, I'm the Boss and it's about a protagonist that is looking for redemption after a really distressing time. Here she is, Sinead O'Connor, Take Me to Church. Unbelievable. Take me to church. By the way, you should seek out that music video. It's absolutely fantastic. And it's taken from I'm not bossy, I'm the boss. Uh, And by the way, that um, I'm not bossy, I'm the boss album title was actually inspired by Facebook um, COO Cheryl Sandberg because uh, she had ban bossy campaign, uh, which is pointing out the obviously sexism, you know, the way when people um, refer to women who are ambitious, uh, ambitious women. They're they're bossy. They're bossy. You know, so this was Sinead's kind of, I suppose, response to all of that as well. So absolutely brilliant. Um, and she will. She will really be missed. She really, really will. Now, getting back to more music. Here's Alicia Keys for you. Alicia Keys, Empire State of Mind and LMFM's 11 to 1. Ladies, it turns out that multitasking is not a good idea for us and there's going to be risks involved with this. I'm going to tell you all about an interesting study. Plus, I've got music from Lewis Capaldi on the way. The 11 to 1 show. Ladies, it turns out our brilliant multitasking skills could lead to injury. More on that interesting study after Lewis Capaldi. Lewis Capaldi with Forget Me. LMFM's 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. And you know what? Women are amazing. We can close deals whilst minding children and baking a cake. I've seen photographic evidence of women in a buggy exercise class where one woman I saw was feeding a child whilst holding the plank. You know what I mean? Amazing. We can deal with work calls whilst doing the washing, ordering the kids' uniform and thinking about what's for dinner. Meanwhile, my husband says, don't talk to me while I'm cooking the dinner (laughs) to the kids. But ladies, it seems that our multitasking could lead to risky things happening to us, right? Because apparently women are more likely to take risks when walking down the stairs than men. Okay, so research found multitasking. So, you know, on the phone, whilst, you know, less practical footwear, carrying other things in our hands as well. I've done that. Have you gone up the stairs with a load of wash and talking on the phone to somebody, not holding on to any sort of banister? Like, craziness. So apparently we are more at risk of falling down the stairs from doing this sort of stuff or falling on the stairs or getting injuries from the the stairs. The stairs are going to do it to us. After all our amazing feats of multitasking, it's the stairs that we need to be aware of. You know as well, you often see people on escalators chatting away. Women will turn around and talk to their friend on an escalator and sort of be jumping up the steps and stuff. So look at our multitasking 
when it comes to stairs, it's not good, according to this study. So um, this is what they say. They analysed 2,400, uh, it was actually university students, um, recorded on either the short staircase, so two steps, 52% of whom were women, or on a long staircase, 17 steps, 29% women, and identified eight risky behaviours, not using the handrail, not watching the stairs while descending, wearing sandals, flip-flops or high heels, having an in-person or phone conversation, using an electronic device, hands in pockets, holding something and skipping the steps. Yeah. But it did got me thinking, you know, about our multitasking because we are quite good at multitasking but definitely not on the stairs situation I've often done that I've often been running up the stairs picking up things as I go whilst I could be talking uh, to someone on the phone the phone's at my ear while I'm doing this so we got to be watching out for this but it did get me thinking about multitasking what is the best multitasking feat that you have done or maybe you have witnessed by somebody else I want to know. So have you seen your mom, or have you done this where you've been on the phone trying to kind of solve a crisis at work while making the dinner? The kids are going mad in the background. You're trying to quieten them down as well and keep them calm. Have you closed a deal, a very important deal, whilst doing the groceries? I want to know about your amazing multitasking skills today, people. 086-1800-658. Have you witnessed somebody else? in the act of multitasking and thought wow how amazing are they let me know that as well you'll see this in delis women at deli counters are phenomenal at multitasking not only do they remember the the, you know order but they're there they're putting stuff in the oven they're taking them out they're doing the bread they're doing they're talking to their thing it's all go it's all go there I want to know what is your most amazing multitasking feat Or have you witnessed somebody in full multitasking mode and just thought they are absolutely incredible? Let me know. 086-1800-658. Anne and Ball and LMFM's 11 to 1. Now, four days of fabulous food is coming back to Herbert Park in Dublin. The Big Grill Barbecue and Food Festival is happening. We're going to be chatting to the organiser of this, Andy Noonan. He's going to join us next. The 11 to 1 show. L-M-F-M. Nothing says summer more than a great barbecue. And let's be honest, we could do with feeling some summer vibes right now. So how does a day out at Europe's biggest barbecue sound? Yes, the Big Grill Barbecue and Food Festival. It is returning next month to Herbert Park in Dublin from the 17th to the 20th of August. It's four days of fabulous fire, food, fun and the very best Irish and international chefs, restaurants and barbecue experts coming together to celebrate and explore the magic of cooking over live fire. And the man behind the whole event is on the line. I'm delighted to be joined by the curator of the Big Grill Barbecue and Food Festival, the pitmaster himself, Andy Noonan, is with us. How are you getting on, Andy? How are you? Thanks for having me. Great to have you on the show. Now, listen, Andy, what's going on with the summer? We could do with the summer vibes coming back. The Big Grill Festival is exactly what we, we need. I mean, when you smell food, like on a barbecue, it just says summer, doesn't it? It's kind of the first sign of summer, isn't it? Yeah. Around April, you're like, ooh, someone's barbecuing, and you, <laughs> you kind of get that vibe. It's like cooked grass, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, um, totally. It's up there. It is. It's up there with the same. And, like, I mean, the, the weather at the moment, look, we can do nothing about it, but you have been lucky, have you, most years with the with the weather for this festival? Yeah, we we, we always seem to pull it off. Uh, the weather always, uh, usually goes in our favour. So last year, we were very lucky. We'd, uh, we were right smack bang in the middle of the, the heat wave. So... I don't think we've ever had 30 degrees Celsius at the festival before, so it was uh, 
like going to one of the ones I go to in Texas. So oh, it was great. Um, but uh, we've been watching all the weather gurus and it, it looks like it's going to get a bit better now in August. There's a bit of a, 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 a hotter trend coming by the looks of it. So oh, lucky. Fingers okay. Crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Now, you are the pit master, Andy. You're the self-taught cook. But where most of us would run a mile from cooking over a fire, you just, you dive straight into this. Tell us, where does the passion for all of this come from? Yeah, good question. Uh, I suppose we, we kind of it, it went from cooking with friends and throwing barbecues and evolved from that. Really, uh, my barbecues became more popular. More people wanted to come over, and the food started disappearing a bit faster. <laughs> so we, uh, we 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 a lot of experience working in the event industry, in festivals and, and other events. So we kind of just said, let's do it. Let's let's throw a barbecue event, you know, and it just grew from there, really. Now, you're being very modest because, you know, you, this is very successful entrepreneur, Andy, setting up all these fantastic uh, food festivals. So I did read as well that you were a DJ once as well. Did I read that right somewhere? Uh, back in my younger years, yeah, when I was kind of 15, 16 to my early 20s, yeah, we both started out running events, doing club nights yeah. in Dublin uh, and now we've uh, progressed like many actually DJs and music people I know from back in that era. We uh, a lot of us ended up in food actually. Oh. So it's a funny connection. So yeah, that is that is weird that they've gone that way. But uh, as you say, you know, there's there's a big demand now as well for chefs to cook at big festivals, corporate events, things like that. So you noticed this and you kind of jumped on this. And as well as that, you set up Scorchio Agency. So you're connecting chefs with people in the food and drink industry. That's a relatively new venture for you. Yeah, exactly. We've just launched that really and we'll be um, kind of going hard with it after Big Grill. But uh, we get a lot of requests for, for, from brands and different people and I, I, there's not a week goes by where I don't get a phone call from someone asking me, do I know a chef or a barman or a bar person for for some event or another? And uh, we just decided to, to sort of, you know, take it to the next level and, and connect the dots, I suppose, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so best of luck with that. Anyway, as you say, yeah. that's, that's only starting off. Now, for most of us, a barbecue involves a few sausages, burgers, pieces of chicken. And, you know, if we're feeling adventurous, we might throw a skewer on yeah. there, Andy. You know, that's about it. But, the, <laughs> but this festival is going to blow our tiny minds in terms of not only what we can barbecue, but to how to barbecue as well. So tell us what the Big Grill is all about for those who've never been there. Yeah, apart from the kind of the, the spectacles like the, the the spinning meat carousel we have this year, or the 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 extra large kind of American style smokers, uh, we do have an area called Base Camp, which is our in depth live fire demo cooking stage. So uh, anyone who's into cooking or wants to learn a bit more about cooking on, on a barbecue over fire can go and, and learn and listen from the experts, basically. Uh, and there'll be all all sorts of techniques from kind of Argentinian style to the American style and, and really like the basics of, you know, how to make good sides, sauces, yes. uh, how to set your barbecue up, even just to cook sausages or cook a piece of chicken. So you can go as nerdy as you want or as basic as you want, but we have a huge range of demos and then we've mixed in a couple of chats with, you know, as we see them, barbecue superstars as mm. well to, to kind of listen for their take on it. So. Yeah, superstars is right because you've got the cream of the crop in terms of Irish and international yeah, pitmasters and chefs come and give us a flavour now because some of these are quite famous online, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, DJ Barbecue's one. He's been the host of our festival for for a long time. A lot of people know DJ Barbecue. Uh, someone I've been I've been chasing for a long time. Uh, a gentleman called Pat Martin, half Irish, half Welsh. Actually, uh, runs a very famous place in Nashville called Martin's Barbecue. 
And he's cooking a very unique old style of barbecue, kind of how barbecue started and evolved. Uh, it's whole hog barbecue, and that's taking kind of wild hogs mm-hmm. that would have been hunted and, uh, you know, building a, a, like a very rudimentary brick pit and kind of sitting over uh, sitting over a brick pit and, and, and very gently putting coals underneath it over over about the 24, 30-hour period. Oh, that so, is patience. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And when you, when you see and taste this pork, like it is literally melting and dripping. It's so, so moist. And uh, he's, we've managed to convince him to come over uh, from, all the way from Nashville to, to do this on the Saturday. So he'll be cooking it from 7am on Saturday and he'll be serving it at 12 on Oh, all day long. We'll just be like wandering around, salivating, yeah. waiting for that. Even as you're describing it there, I'm, my stomach's grumbling. Everyone on Saturday will, will, will be dying to taste it but they'll have to wait till Sunday. So, <laughs> they'll have to uh, wait till Sunday. Yeah, like, and that's the thing. If you go for the weekend, sort of build up the anticipation then for that, for the Sunday. Uh, but what yeah. is your favourite thing ever to barbecue? Like, what is your go-to? Oof. That's a very I'm putting good you on question. the spot there now. Uh, you did, you did. Um, <laughs> I would say definitely lamb. I think. Oh, never tried lamb, lamb on the barbecue. Like, I like cooking lamb. I really like lamb. Lamb and fire works really well. Uh, I think it's the best lamb in the world. It's you know one of the few kind of wild, uh, free range meats left in the world, I mm. suppose. And, and we have some of the best of it in the world here. And uh, yeah, I love it. It just it goes really well over fire. Uh, the the flavour works really well with charcoal and wood. Oh, lovely! And as well as that, what I love about this, I spotted this in in the the, the criteria or the, the the list of events. You've also got something for the vegetarians. Don't be just thinking it's all about meat, people. Absolutely, like, uh, and I I love cooked veg myself. I cook a lot of veg, uh, kind of weekly on the on the grill oh, or, would you? or in the smoker. Oh. Yeah, we do a lot of like do things like I would make a batch of baba ganoush or, or you know we cold roast a lot of aubergines and make a batch of baba ganoush to eat for the week things, things like that uh, I love doing and especially kind of fresh seasonal summer veg in Ireland over fire is, is absolutely beautiful so um, yeah look, we've, we've loads of veggie options um, some of the restaurants that are kind of renowned for meat would, are actually you know doing veggie dishes we've one of one other guy from Nashville called Trevor Moore and actually an Irish guy uh, who's done really well out there. He's a very famous restaurant called Locust. Mm. And he he is doing a kind of take, he's a really famous dish. It's a, it's a tartar kind of egg hand roll over there. Oh, he, that's he's really mega famous unusual. For it, but he's flipping it on its head and he's doing um, a version of what's a famous sandwich in, in, in Tennessee, a tom- Tennessee tomato sandwich because the tomatoes are so good. So he's actually going to try and recreate uh, a tartare dish using kind of smoked and dried tomatoes. So that's a really interesting one for, for, for veggies and vegans. And I think a lot of people won't even realise that it's not meat. So yeah, um, this is the, this that's is a really the thing. nice thing to do, especially with all the kind of fake meat products. Oh, going yeah. Around. Uh, look, uh, don't get me started into that one. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I'm with you there, Andy. But, you know, the like you say, there's so much creativity going on here as well, which is absolutely fantastic to see. I did see as well in the list that there's a guy that spent eight months, eight months, people, perfecting the best hamburger. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. <laughs> that is like that's pure dedication to the to the craft. I mean, you see something like that, and you're like, you got to get him over for the, for the big grill. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Billy's a good friend of mine now, and, and we've uh, I've eaten that burger, and I can confirm it is that was definitely worth the eight months wait. Anyway, oh, fantastic. <laughs> uh, so there's so much jammed in here. There really is. You're expecting huge numbers as well. So can people just show up, or are you advising people to get tickets? 
Yeah, uh, so we normally sell out a number of the days. So Saturday always sells out every year. And mm-hmm. this year, Thursday, is very, very close to selling out already. Okay. As is Friday. So uh, usually have a tiny bit more availability on a Sunday. But, but uh, if you want to come any of those days, I would strongly advise buying in advance. Uh, we wouldn't be able to guarantee they're available on the day. Okay, so get on that. So that's BigGrillFestival.com. That's where people are going to find all of the information on that. Well, Andy, it's a fantastic event. I don't know how you managed to cram so much into the four days. It's going to be absolutely brilliant. But listen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Thanks a million, Andy Noonan there. Oh, I'm absolutely starving talking to him now. BigGrillFestival.com. You can see the full line up there and you can get your tickets as well. The 11 to 1 show. Now it's time to go back in time, and this guy popping up in the Northeast update today. Messy it is. What a shame. Such an interesting monster, too. My stars. (laughs) Bugs Bunny popping up in the Northeast update today. LMFM Northeast update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 I love that one as well with, with the monster where he outsmarts him by doing his hair and distracting him. But hey, he made his debut on this day in 1940, a character created by Ted Tex, Avery, Bob Givens, Looney Tunes and the Merry Melodies series. The first debut was Wild Hair. And today is for Scotch drinkers. It's National Scotch Day for countless people around the world. Nothing says relaxation after a long, hard week like a good glass of whiskey. But you could, you know, indulge midweek now because today is National Scotch Day. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drada, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie. There's the script to break even. News at 12 is approaching and after that we're going to be catching up with Stephen Lynch. He's from Dalik but he's living in Australia but he's coming home. He's going to be running the length of Ireland for a very special cause. Plus you're getting in touch with some of your messages about multitasking. That's all coming up after 12. The 11 to 1 show. You're getting in touch with your amazing feats of multitasking. I'll get to some of your messages very shortly after Pink. The best music mix around. Yeah, there's Pink, Walk Me Home. LMFM's 11 to 1, Sinead Brazel here with you. Hope you're keeping well, whatever you're doing today. You can get in touch 086-1800-658. And if you missed this earlier on, we're talking about multitasking. And look, women are probably better at this. You know, we can make dinner, we can answer work calls, we can stick on the washing all at the same time. And uh, we were talking about this because apparently our multitasking skills could put us in jeopardy when it comes to the stairs. You know, you often see women sort of running up downstairs, you know, phone to the ear. They might have something in their hands as well. Not so much the best safety. So that can lead to an injury, apparently, according to a new study. But it did get me thinking about multitasking and what amazing feats of multitasking you have spotted. I did see a woman before perform a plank. I kid you not, now in a photograph, but still on Facebook. like, 
a woman in a exercise class. It was like a buggies, you know, like this. You bring your child to the exercise class. It's for busy mums who, you know, are multitasking. And that's the nature of this class. It's fantastic. Uh, it's run in Drogheda and they have the buggy and the baby. And I saw a woman, I kid you not, feeding her child whilst pretty much doing the plank with one arm and the other hand was the bottle that was in the baby's mouth I mean come on now fantastic here's another brilliant multitasker breastfeeding my son with a work call in the headphones making dinner all at the same time oh and a five and a four year old in the background says this message on 086 1800 658 breastfeeding on a work call making the dinner and the four and the five year old going like that's give that woman a medal that is amazing absolutely brilliant um Every day over the summer, taking team meetings while sorting out the kids. Yesterday, spent time dealing with a customer on the phone whilst making shapes from Play-Doh to the three-year-old to keep him happy. <laughs> yeah, luckily it was on the phone or, you know, when you don't have... I, oh, I can't put the camera on now. I'm just doing something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it always amazes me how people can talk and drive at the same time. Maybe as I'm just a learner, I'm just not used to it. I've seen men and women do this. Yeah. That was a thing actually when I was driving initially now. I was like, shut up. Don't be talking to me as I'm driving. But now I'm yapping away and I wonder how I reached my destination at all because I, you know, I've been so in the zone of the talking or whatever is going on. Always amazed about how my wife can cook, stick on the washing and sort out rowing kids, says a message. And now, do you offer to help or do you just stand there in, in awe? looking at her amazing multitasking skills text her I'd love to know keep those coming in 086-1800-658 what amazing feats of multitasking have you spotted now it's time for some celeb news The Buzz on LMFM keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app Hi I'm Crossy Halle Bailey has posted her rendition of Billie Eilish's What Was I Made For from the Barbie movie Halle played Ariel in Disney's The Little Mermaid earlier this year First official photos of the reboot of the famous Five has been released. Fans of Game of Thrones have already spotted a familiar face in the cast. Jack Gleason, who played Joffrey in Game of Thrones, will star as Wentworth. An image shared by the BBC shows the character in a suit with brown hair and a moustache in a look that is a million miles away from the Iron Throne. The famous Five will air on the BBC and no release date has been announced at this stage. Olivia Rodrigo's next album will be called Guts. Speaking to Zane Lowe recently, she talked about naming the album Guts, and here's what she said. I had it actually when I was making Sour. I'm like, I want the next one to be Guts. I like had it in my head. I'm like, four letters, all caps, just like Sour. I love it. I just think it's an interesting word. Like, people use it in so many interesting contexts, like spill your guts, like hate your guts, I think is a really interesting term. It means bravery, but it also means like intuition, like listen to your gut. I just think it's like all of these things that like coincidentally were things that I've, I've also been thinking about um, in this like chapter. That's the buzz. I'm Crossy. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Oh, I'm excited now about a Famous Five sort of reboot. I'm looking forward to that one. We'll have to keep you updated on that. Now getting back to the music, here's John Lennon. 
John Legend with Imagine uh, John Legend John Lennon even uh, he is a legend though in fairness to him now uh, our next guest is taking on a big challenge with the aim of raising funds and awareness for mental health he's originally from Dalik but he's living in Sydney Australia and he's coming home he's going to be taking on a pretty epic challenge he's running the length of Ireland and it's all to raise funds and awareness for mental health we're going to join Stephen Lynch next the 11 to 1 show there's Dermot Kennedy with Kiss Me. Ah, oh, listen, you'd want to see the multitasking going on here. Now, look, at I will reveal, I won't be... T- <laughs> it's not all be done by me. I have had some assistance. But there's lots of multitasking going on uh, to get my next guest on the line. He is taking on a big challenge, all with the aim of raising funds and awareness for mental health. Stephen Lynch, he's originally from Dalik, but he's living in Sydney, Australia. He's going to run the length of Ireland for Mental Health Ireland and so sad. And he's joining me from Australia now. How are you getting on, Stephen? Hi, Sinead. Yeah, I'm good. I'm up a bit later than I'd normally be, but yeah, I'm happy to be here. Oh, delighted. For, I was just going to say, what time of the, the day or night is it over there? Now, look, it's it's not even half nine at night, <laughs> but one thing about Australia <laughs> is that everyone's in bed early and up really early. It's a bit different than at home. Okay, so they're like, they're part of like the, the 5am, 6am club over there, are they? Look, literally... I'll, if I go to say to the gym at five or six in the morning, it's absolutely rammed. <laughs> so you, you, it kind of it just puts a bit of clarity, and you're nothing special. People do this all the time. <laughs> I love it. The early morning rises over there. So, how have you been following the FIFA, by the way, the World Cup over there? Yeah, so I was fortunate enough. I went to the first game, oh, uh, which was in Sydney, which is great. Uh, yeah, great experience, great atmosphere, and then obviously stayed up late to watch the game Perth last night. Yeah, which uh, I was absolutely God. devastated. But I'm actually away to Brisbane now on Sunday to watch the final game. <gasps> Fantastic! That's on Monday night here. Fantastic. Well, Stephen, you never know. We could call you again for our man out in, in Australia. You wouldn't know now, so we might keep your number. But what? Tell us, because you're originally from Dalek. What brought you out to Australia? Well, have you ever been to the league? No, 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 I'm only joking. I, I absolutely love being from the league. Uh, but no, I just think that when I finished uh, college, I was 21 and I had, just had a bit of a bug. I couldn't really settle. Yeah. And I ended up going back and forward to Spain a couple of, for a couple of years. I was just working in a bar. I think I used to go out for six, seven months at a time. And every time I'd come back, it'd be winter in Ireland. And I'd find it very hard to settle. So I kind of just thought to myself, I need to go somewhere a bit more long term. And I think Australia was kind of, I think it was the only option that I had. And I'm lucky enough that I've been kind of traveling with a friend from home for a couple of years now. So we moved out here together in 2019, right before COVID and been here ever since. Oh, fantastic. And, And have you been home at all since then to visit or anything? So we we were actually, well, I wouldn't say trapped is the word, but we couldn't leave here for, say, the first two and a half years. So I got, yeah. I got home last May for about four or five weeks, which I absolutely loved. Uh, it's my first time being at home for a summer in ages, and I really enjoyed it. So, look, I'm really looking forward to getting back now in two weeks' time. Oh, yeah, I imagine so. And you're going to come home for this challenge, which is just epic. So tell me, where did the idea for this monumental challenge come from? 
Look, to be very honest, uh, there was a guy who ran the width of Australia, I think maybe a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah. I kind of just thought to myself, well, he's just a normal guy. And Ireland's nowhere near the size of Australia. So <laughs> I, I, I back myself to give it a bash, you know. And I've kind of just been aiming towards that ever since, really. I love it. So you're like, I could do this, but I'm going to do it in Ireland. <laughs> Run the length of Ireland. Well, look, it, it, well, Ireland's much smaller, so it <laughs> definitely works in my favour. But I just think that, I think when you strip it all back and you look at all these successful people and look at all these people who do great things, they are just normal people who are just probably a bit more disciplined than most. Well, this is the thing that I've discovered as well through this show, Stephen, and chatting to people like yourself who take on these fantastic challenges. There are people who are driven. So you really are driven with this. And the motivator for you as well is that you have the need to raise funds and awareness for mental health. Well, see, I think the whole lot goes hand in hand. And look, first thing I would lo- I really want to say is when it comes to mental health, that I am no expert I, I only know so much in terms of my own mental health and I can only speak about my own mental health. Yeah. And if that, if someone else can relate to that or if someone else can take anything from it, well, it, that, that's fantastic. And that's, that's what I'm hoping to achieve. But I just think in terms of exercise and your own mental well-being, it, it goes very hand in hand in terms of my own case anyway. Yeah. Yeah, because this is something I've discovered as well now quite late to the table with regards to this. But you're totally right. Like if I miss an exercise class or if I don't go out for a walk, something like that, it really does affect me and get in on me. And this is one of the ways that you sort of, I suppose, kept yourself on track by through the running. Well, it's not you. Like, so growing up, I would have played sports. Mm. And I I think like when you have school and you, you go to college and you start drinking and there's girls and everything... And then I think when you have that hour or two a week where you're gone to your, your training or your football or your Gaelic, you're with a group of lads and the only thing you can possibly think about is just being there. So you have that hour of escapism and I think that helps you cope with everyday life. And then as you get a bit older and you mightn't play team sport anymore, I think some people can kind of drift away from that. Mm. And one thing I've always ensured that like, it's not easy packing your bag and leaving home and no. moving to the other side of the world. But I think just having that that kind of daily and weekly habit of getting outside, getting exercise and going to the gym, whatever it is, I think just having that one hour, 40 minutes, whatever it is, that escapism where you only worry about being right there, I think that helps you cope with everyday life. And I think that's something that very under underutilised maybe by a lot of people. Oh, totally is. It totally is. You've hit the nail completely on the head. It brings us back to the present moment of what we're doing because when we're running or we're out doing exercise, it's kind of impossible to let all of the problems seep into you. You know, you're kind of, you're in that zone and plus as well, it gives you sort of that mental clarity to kind of take on whatever might be challenging you in your life. No, and that's the whole, that is the the main reason that uh, I, I I want to do this and why I'm going to do this is that like I am by no means I, I don't class myself as a runner mm. I was always an, an, an average athlete growing up uh, I was very stubborn and quite consistent in terms of my performance always a 6 out of a 10 never a 10 but I think long distance running being stubborn and being consistent goes very hand in hand it does 
It definitely does. And you only took it up, as you say, kind of around 2021. Then you did actually take on your first marathon and raised money for Mental Health Ireland over there in Australia. So what was that like? Well, look, it all started actually, to be, to be very honest. It started actually in the league, in where I'm from. So I, I'd say maybe 10 years ago, uh, this woman in the league, she's an incredible woman, her name's Anne Noon. She started a cystic fibrosis 10K run. In the oh, league. I know her well. Now we, can, yeah. now we compete every year with the Boeing 10K, but we do very <laughs> well for a small village. But I, I must have done that about maybe seven, eight, maybe 10 years ago. And I used to just do it when I was at home. It was just a 10K run. Like I, I never trained for anything like that. And then roll on a couple of years. I'm in Australia. It's locked down. All the gyms are closed. Uh, there's no team sports or anything like that. Like, what can I do? Like, I'll, I'll just start running again. So, uh, I'll, I'll never forget. I'm in my apartment in Australia, and one of my good friends comes in and he says, uh, Stephen, do you fancy doing this marathon? I'm like, when is it? And he's like, 11 weeks. I'm like, <laughs> I should sign us up. <laughs> so, uh, me and two friends, we signed up for this marathon. It was an 11 weeks time, and we were like, Roy, what do we do now? We heard of a trainer who, who just trained people for these sort of things. And we're like, oh, we'll text it. So he's done a set of plan. And 11 weeks on, we're like, the first marathon. I've gone literally from running the 10K in the league a couple of years. And then doing this marathon in, in Melbourne. Uh, and I, I absolutely smashed it. I loved it. Raised money for, uh, that was for so sad. And then finished the marathon. That was, say, November 2021. I was like, right, what, what can I do? What's next? So the next goal was like, well, I've heard these ultra marathons. Like, what are they? So th- that's practically anything that's longer than a marathon. Yeah. So I was like, right, next next year, that's my goal. So I was like, I'll, I'll pick another mental health charity, but Bo- Bo- always Irish-based. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll sign up for this and I'll, I'll go for it. So I've done a, a 60K literally the weekend before I flew home last year. So... I, I've done that. I've absolutely loved it. I came back. I've done an eighty-kilometer run. Uh, then before Christmas, which, which was, which was the best experience ever. But it absolutely broke me. So, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I had a disaster in terms of uh, the aftermath of it. Oh, I don't think no. sometimes you realise what you put your body through. Yeah, and then so you I, sort I, of try to recover. I, yeah. Well, I actually had a. Two days later after the 80-kilometer run, I actually suffered with short-term liver failure. Oh, God. For about a week. Oh, so it was a disaster. <laughs> My poor mother was going to fly to Australia. I'd say so. But, I thought, but look, I was fine. I went to hospital and within a couple of days, not a problem. So I'm thinking, mom's like Stephen, no more of this running stuff. It needs to stop. And all I'm thinking is, what's bigger? What's better? What can I do? What, what can I really do to make an impact? Uh so that's it. I just had the idea. I was like, I'll Google the top to bottom of Ireland. Uh, I, I first of all Googled the width, and I thought it's probably not long enough. I need to do something a bit more longer. So uh, top to bottom, Malinam is in the head. <laughs> I can see. I it's can an own cyclist. <laughs> your, your mother was probably going absolutely. But belitt- how did she react to this now when you told her? Oh, she's still giving me an earful every day. <laughs> Oh, no. She's, She's like, Stephen, how are you going to do this? But I like, I don't think people, what, when you strip it all back, there's people who live in a country out there who may have to walk 20 kilometers or 50 kilometers just to get food and water. Mm. Like, 
it's like you can overcomplicate it and you can you can look at it so many different ways. But I'd rather just simplify it as best as I possibly can. Like the whole idea is you put one foot in front of the other and before you know it, you've done a kilometre, you've done two and you just keep on going. I just admire that in you. I really, really do. And, you know, in terms of motivation, is that kind of, because you're going to be on your own doing this, are you? Well, look, anyone is more than welcome to come out and help me along. I'd love to get as much support as possible because it's going to be very monotonous. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to just, I'm going to be ringing people a lot. I'll be listening to music. If it, There's a few people that are going to come out and run, which is great. Uh, but I think it's just one of them where... I'm really not trying to overthink it. If things get rough, uh, rough, I'll stick on the Rocky playlist and <laughs> we'll put the head down and see how we get on. <laughs> oh, Stephen, I got. I, I have to say, I just really commend you. I really, really commend you for, for doing something like this. So it's going to be August 14th. So what time do you set off from Malin Head? Right. So set off from Malin Head at 6am Monday the 14th and hoping to average 10 to 12 hours on the feet every day so wow. kind of going from that anywhere well I, i'm hoping to average 100 kilometers a day that okay. was to see me through saturday midday okay okay so you're sort of i reckon you're trying to break a bit of a record with this as well are you <sighs> well look there, there's records there where some people are just they're, they're full-time athletes they've done it in i think there's Three or four people have done it. Uh, the records are like three and a half days, which I'm going. I'm very realistic. I, I'm never going to hit that. Yeah. Like I work full time. Uh, like I train around work. Yeah. Like, there's there's only so much I, I can do, but I do know that I can put in a good shift, and I'm pretty certain that I'll be the youngest person to do the route on feet. Okay. And if I do come in under five days and 13 hours, I'll be the, the fourth quickest person to do it. Oh, which is, that's you know, you, you, I, you only get a medal for a second and yeah. third, but I'm happy with fourth. <laughs> I can hear you really want this, I really know. Uh, so tell us, you, you have an I Donate page set up, which is doing fantastic at the moment. You've over five grand raised so far. Yes, like I, like I actually can't believe the support. And look, it does go to show, like, especially one thing I do know about being from Delete is that we always get behind each other. Everyone is, is sharing everything. My sister, we have another woman called Sue, who've been absolutely plaguing anyone they can to, <laughs> to get on board, to help me in any way possible. And look, it's very overwhelming. I, I honestly, I appreciate it so much because it, it does make a difference. And like, it's going to be tough and I'm going to hit a wall and I'm going to, like, it, it, I'm going to be in a lot of pain. But mm. in hindsight, for me to go through 10, 12 hours of, of hard work or pain a day, there is people out there who are suffering for 24 hours a day yeah. all year round. Yeah. And so this is what you're trying to raise context, awareness of. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really just trying to promote people to implement daily habits mm. that will allow them to cope when life does get tough. And, and that's the, the whole purpose of it. Well, Stephen, I just think you're absolutely incredible to do this and your energy and everything is just fantastic. It really, really is. I've no doubt you're going to do it. You're absolutely going to do this. And uh, we'll have to have you back on the show as well uh, when you come into the end of this. We'll be we'll be supporting you all the way here as well and making sure that people know all about uh, what you're doing and sharing the I Donate link as well. But listen, for now, thank you so much for joining us. Go, go on into bed there now. Are you... 
You'll miss your beauty sleep, Stephen. Oh, I'll need it because I won't be very beautiful after this one, that's for sure. But look, thank you, Sinead. Thank you so much. Thanks day. a million. Thanks a million. Stephen Lynch there. He is uh, from Delique, living in Australia, and he's doing this. If you want to find out more about him, he is uh, taking on to run the length of Ireland from Malinhead to Mizzenhead on August 14th. He has an I Donate page. If you just check it out, it's Steve's run from Malinhead to Mizzenhead on I Donate. <laughs> The 11 to 1 show. We have music from Prince on the way for you, but just want to let you know, Draw the Chamber, they are holding a free 30-minute webinar Go Green online event. It's happening tomorrow morning at 10am. So anyone entering the North East Business Excellence Awards will find this extremely helpful as sustainability is a key issue on the application process. So if you want details on that, you can check out drawthechamber.ie or brenda at drawthechamber.ie. So that is happening tomorrow, that 30 minute free webinar there's Prince the most beautiful girl on LMFM's 11 to 1 just want to let you know Clarehead or an ally are having a family fun day it's at Danini House Toher this Sunday from 2 to 5pm there's going to be historical walking tours of the house and gardens there's a market stalls face painting and much more entry is 10 euro and all are welcome so that's at Danini House in Toher from 2 to 5pm now time to take a look at the jobs LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes backed by Port Gosh Energy Replace your old inefficient gas boiler with Local Heroes Visit localheroes.ie Draw had a credit union require a new member services teller to join their team on a one-year fixed-term contract. The successful candidate must have one to two years' experience in a financial services environment. To apply, you can email your CV to recruitment at drawhadacu.ie. So recruitment at drawhadacu.ie. Don't forget all the details of those jobs can be found on our local job section on lmfm.ie. LMFM Job Search with Local Heroes backed by Gosh Energy for gas boilers, heat pumps and electric vehicle charge point installation visit localheroes.ie Now we're back with some more of your messages and I have music from the Eagles on the way The 11 to 1 show we were talking about multitasking earlier on because we were just chatting about how amazing it is to see women try and do lots of different things. And I was asking you, what is the best multitasking feat that you have done or you've seen? And of course, there's a couple, there's a couple of you there now. Smart, Alex. But I do love this. On 086 658 Sinead, I'm great at multitasking. At my age, I can cough, sneeze and pee at the same time. <laughs> Who's this coming from? This Breach. Ah, oh, yeah, Breach. I hear you. I hear you. Um, multitasking my mum. She multitasked every day. 14 kids of her own. House is always spotlessly clean. Always food on the table. All home cooked. Don't honestly know how she did it, says Geraldine. Here's another smart Alec. I can smoke a fag, drink a pint, and throw a dart at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's multitasking. Oh, that is multitasking. Yeah. Oh, fair, play. fair play to you. Fair play to you. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for all your messages on that. Now getting back to the music, here's the Eagles for you.
There's the Eagles taking it easy. Almost time for me to go. But just to let you know, tomorrow on the show, I'm going to be meeting the man who does the best Tina Turner act around. He's going to be joining me in studio. He's hosting a lip sync fundraiser and he's on the lookout for more acts. As well as that, Fionn will be back with his Friday floor filler song and Niall will be talking movies, all the usual Friday fare. For now, that is our lot of the show. Thank you so much to the guests and to you for your company. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll chat to you tomorrow. Oh. 11 to 1 show. Hey.